What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. Fournier. <laughs> hey, that's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover. I am one of your hosts, Ben Simpson, along with me, Mike Cerrone. You just heard his illustrious voice on the <laughs> Anchor ad that he did before the episode. Yes, our show is on Anchor, which means you can find our show through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's some platform called Breaker. There, It's, it's all <laughs> over the place. You can also listen on the Anchor app if you are an Anchor user. But um, regardless, you can find us in a variety of ways as well as streaming live on the Contender that's the contender with a K dot com um, and follow them on Twitter at the contender as well, because um, our show airs live on Tuesdays at noon right after Bill Roland. And uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to be on anchor now because we have some ads. We're going to hopefully have some more sponsors in the near future. Um, so for now, you just have to hear Mike's voice before every episode, um, which is not a bad thing. You did a good job, man. You cut a great promo. Thanks. You know, you you brought your own flair to it. Yeah. Um. It uh. It was great. I mean, it was smooth. It was smooth. 
it sounded smooth a little bit, except for the the straight cash, homie. I tried to make it sound funny, but then I also tried to throw in okay. also. I tried to throw in the Randy Moss references you know, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I, got it. I mean, my girlfriend was like, "Uh, I don't know about that." And uh, and oh, they it's went fine. Yeah, so I was I was like, "Ah, eh, it's whatever." I I I had fun doing it because you know we're, we're me and you are kind of perfectionists when it comes to audio content and stuff like that. Sure. When we come to like editing and stuff like that. So it took me a few different takes, uh, and uh, a couple times I kind of you know misplayed some words and I kept mispronouncing things and whatever. So I got through about half of it before I had to start cutting something. <laughs> so, it's all uh, part of the game. It was definitely yeah, fun though. I will say you that did a good job, and so you get to hear Gracias. those ads, and hopefully we'll have some new sponsors come onto the show as well. Um, and in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover. The best way to find out about the show and follow Mike at Cerrone16. One day, one day, I will enter the Twitterverse with my own Twitter handle, Twitter account. But for now, I run the DC Crossover one. So you want to talk to us, you want to talk to me, shoot a note over there. Uh, Big show in the works today. As you see by the title of the episode, we're going to be having another draft, just like we did the other day. Um, where we did the DC uh, athlete names, we're going to be doing the best sports video games draft, which is going to be a fun one. A lot of them uh, out there. Because it's summertime, it's the dead zone when it comes to <laughs> DC sports right now. Because the Wizards aren't in the NBA playoffs, the Caps aren't fighting for a Stanley Cup. The Washington football team the training camp opens in like thirty days, I think, right, something right. along those lines. So all you really have right now is the Nats baseball. And we love the Washington Nationals, but we're not going to talk Nats for an hour, Mike. I mean, we yeah. could. I'm sure uh, some people would enjoy it. But you know what? There's a big chunk of the audience that says, hey, guys, I want to hear the best sports video games. That's right. why and, I listen to this show. And that's the thing is that's the best part about uh, at the end of some of our clips for the contender. They actually put, uh, you know, for DC sports and other aspects of life. Because <laughs> yes. that's, that's, what, that's my best part. Whenever I hear that, I always just dive. Because it's, it's, You it's know we're the only show us. on the contender that's talking fast food reviews yep. and talking sports video game drafts and things like that. And there is some other great content, by the way. Check out uh, other shows like the Windy City Breeze and things like that. They, they do great work. I actually just bought a Windy C- City Breeze hat off nice. their merch store. Um, so, and, and actually, it looks fantastic, so I'm excited for that. Um, cool. But yeah, big show today. Uh, but before we get to that, Mike, um, uh, you have been... Uh, now that you're, the school year's over, you're able to right. kind of go out here and there, check out the lo- and, and as a new resident, fairly new resident of the Herndon area. I'm not going to give away your exact address or anything. Yeah, give it, give um, it away. But uh, you've been able to kind of frequent the local bar scene. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's fun. I mean, as somebody who grew up in this in, in the Herndon area, I know the places pretty well at this mm-hmm. point. It's not a huge scene in the Herndon area, but there's some <laughs> there's some pretty good spots. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, this past Wednesday was uh, my beautiful girlfriend's birthday, and uh, birthday. we went out. And uh, I'm not a big sushi connoisseur, but she yeah. loves sushi, so I said, "All right, we'll go out there." And uh, it's not and- that good. I'm telling you, <laughs> sushi's not that good. Sushi. Su- here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. sushi is the most overrated food in existence. A hundred percent. It is the right, most yeah. overrated food. Everybody likes to talk about how much they like sushi. It's it's not very good. It barely fills you up. It's got the weird rice where it's like cold, and then it like you have like the wasabi, and then like you know oh let's eat some eel droppings or whatever, and let's roll it up, stick it in this sauce, pop it in your mouth. The thing is like three inches big. It's not filling you up. 
It's one of the most overrated foods in existence. And you can tell your girlfriend I said that, but I'm just telling you. Uh, she, you no, she like, listens like, to, the, to the show. That's how so she listens you, to the show. Like you had, so you had sushi at this dinner, Mike? Yes. Yeah, so I had. Were you the, full? <laughs> I mean, look at me. I mean, I, I was Were definitely not full? full. I was no, not exactly, full. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Yeah, overrated so, food doesn't fill you up. Go get some Korean fried wings or go get hibachi or go to one of those other places. But sushi, everybody just loves, oh, I'm picking it up with the chopsticks. I'm so international. Like everybody tries to be so cool with it. Sushi, overrated food. Overrated food. <laughs> yeah, we ended up getting uh, sushi. And, you know, uh, the thing was is that when I went in there, I accidentally said a cuss word, but it wasn't really loud because uh, I accidentally spilled a little bit of my beer that I was there. And this like this like group of four, like, I don't know, teenagers or something like that they like they glared at me and i was like we're eating sushi here with chopsticks like yeah. <laughs> i'm in herndon virginia you know it's yeah. like get, get over yourself so that was the funny thing <laughs> is uh it was that was just a funny part but uh yeah we ended up going to get some sushi because she likes sushi but like i said i'm not a connoisseur of it like i'll eat it but i'm not gonna sit there and say sushi wings or sushi or you know taco bell or something like that you know, it's it's like what what am I gonna choose? And I always choose something that I actually like to go for. And especially like you said, fill you want to be filled up. You don't want to sit there and, and, eat, right. and eat you know rice you know that's rolled in you know uh, salmon that's not cooked or so, whatever. If I'm it was. Eat rice. I want a pound of orange chicken on top of it. <laughs> like that's what I, if I'm gonna eat rice, that's what I'm gonna eat it with. Right. I'm not gonna eat it rolled up with a little uh, little eel. Uh, I don't know eel noodle. I don't even know what they eat. I don't even know what sushi is. I barely had it. eel had it. noodle. I've had it like twice. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, th- this one, uh, the one roll that I got, it was it was okay. Um, but I'm actually pretty pretty damn good at chopsticks. I mean, okay, I, that's I'm the first time I've used a chopstick. You got good dexterity. I mean, when I get Chinese food or something like that, that everyone says it's fake and everything from a, from the local Chinese joint down the street, I'm going to use a fork, oh, but yeah, I'm not going to sit there and say like, hey, I'm going to sit next to my couch and try to eat a chopstick. No, uh, no. But yeah, I definitely am I'm pretty decent at chopsticks, but at the same time, the one, I had a volcano roll, which was, which was pretty damn good. That was really good. Um, that was deep fried, which you would have liked. Okay, um, yeah. If, if yeah. we're if we're if we're frying things, then I'm in. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I'll eat anything fried. But yeah. no, I don't like the cold rice. On yeah. The, on those sushi stuff where it's cold rice, it's just gross. I do like soy sauce. Soy sauce is very good. Um, but I told my buddy, I, I said, you know what? When you eat sushi, I, I might just not have a great palate or something like that. But like when it always has like the sauce like drizzled on top. Whenever you have the sauce drizzled on top, it's like all you taste. Because you're, yeah. it's, like, it's like rice no, and something you're 100%. else. So he told me he said you have to have like the raw stuff where it's like like whatever the the, the bottom part is, then like a like a little slip of of raw of some stuff. fish. You know, he's, he's, like, he's like that's ovens. when he's like that's when you that's when you uh, you know taste the fish the most. And I said, well, I don't get it at all. I get it maybe you know once every two years. But now that me and my girlfriend you know are together, that I think she is gonna want me to go get more. So hey, I look, will. I know, will. It was her birthday. If she likes it, you know, she can obviously yeah. eat whatever the hell she wants. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but I'm just we, saying, it's not yeah. for me. It's not for God, not for you. guys like you and me. We 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 went off on a tangent there. But like I said, I, sushi's like I said, I'm not going to seek it out, but it's not bad. So, sure. anyways, sure. long story short, that's that is more of a short story long right there. But at the same time, uh, <laughs> the the Friday we ended up meeting some of her coworkers and stuff like that. We went to Breakers, uh, right down the street in Herndon, which right, is right down right. the street from where I live. And we were kind of talking about this off air and they had the game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, huge game. Huge, huge game. game, huge game. Okay, big game. Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Islanders. This is whoever to go play the Montreal Canadiens, who are probably going to get demolished by the Tampa Bay. Well, we'll get that in our picks later. But at the same time, 
me and the the the, the guy that was uh, was there as well, we were talking and we were like, man, I wish where's the game? They had the the Hawks and the the Bucks game on, which was nice. It was fun to yeah. watch that. At the same time, the, the the Bucks were up like forty points. Yeah, like I was like, just, why do you yeah, have them on destroyed. all like four projectors here? Like, so I went up to the uh, to the the guys at the front, like who're doing the stamps and stuff. I said, hey, you know, where where can I, you know, talk to somebody about just trying to get the, you know, because we were all talking and stuff like that and just BSing a little bit. I was like, where can I get the, you know, the hockey game on so we can sit there and watch hockey game and and, and you know talk and just hang out. Sure. And uh, he, he was like, well, you're going to go talk to one of the bartenders. I was like, they're not going to know anything. So I went up to the bartender and she told me she was like, do you know what channel it's on? And I was like. I, I don't. I, I, it's not my TV. <laughs> like, why are you asking me what that? What channel it's on? Yeah, it's and on, I, I, I mean, it just like made go no to, sense. you press the button on the remote. That it's says called guide. guide. <laughs> it's to guide you to all the channels. Like that's oh the my point gosh. of the thing. But also, if you're running a bar and you play a lot of sports, mm-hmm. you should probably know anytime, especially since there's only like three sports even on right, right. now: baseball, basketball, and and hockey, and two of which are in you know, deep in the playoffs, you should have a general sense of, hey, there's two major games tonight. We're going right. to put the basketball game on these number TVs. Hockey, I understand. But even then, the basketball was, what, game one of the series? Hockey was game seven. Yeah, it was game two, game two, because Atlanta oh, won the first two. game. Yeah, Bucks won the second yeah, one. Why was, why was the hockey game getting shafted? It just, game it, seven? Like, that's the thing. It, it made no sense, because it's like you said, the bars should have all the types of games on, but they don't really care. They just put something on like ESPN. They're like, oh, okay, ESPN News, and then we're seeing some like college softball game from 1966 or right, something like right. that. Some we're random watching thing. PTI from like three days ago. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's, what that's the replaying. thing. I'm sitting there like, and like I said, we were all there just to have some fun and whatever. And so it wasn't a big deal. I was on that. You know, when they when they asked me, I said I don't know. I googled it for like two seconds because the lady told me to. I googled it for like two or three seconds. I couldn't really find it right then. I was you like, did her right. job for her. Like I said. I, well, I said, I said, well, I said, whatever, and then I went back, yeah. and the guy that I was hanging out with, uh, with the group of people, uh, he was like, "Well, this can't be." So he ended up going to the bar and started talking to them. Ooh. I was, and he, because okay. he was, he was a little bit irritated because obviously the Isles beat his I Bruins. It. I get it though. So, it's a game seven. I mean, game yeah. seven is in hockey, or one. I'd put a game seven in hockey up with like almost any other sport when right. it comes to game seven because it's nonstop action. Hockey, you have to get so lucky sometimes. The puck just has to bounce your way, mm-hmm. and 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 game sevens are just absolutely crazy. And that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember on it was uh, a Monday Night Football. The Lions never get on Monday Night Football, but it was the one where it was Lions Jets, where the Lions threw like, uh, or where Sam Darnold threw like a pick on the first drive. It was his rookie year, but mm-hmm. it was Lions Jets, and I went to. I, I almost never do it, but I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch. The Lions are on TV. We're going to go to the bar. I forget which one it was, somewhere in Herndon. And it was a sports bar. And we went to the bar, and they didn't have the Monday Night Football game on any of the TVs. So right. I went and asked. I was like, hey, do you guys mind putting the game on? Um, and they're like, what game? I was like, Monday <laughs> Night Football? Like, the football game? It was the only <laughs> football game that's on television right now. And you're a sports bar? Right. And the guy f- had to, like, he put it on one TV for me that was like partially blocked by this really fat guy who's sta- who's at the bar, <laughs> and it has like a drinking. blue line because of screens broken or something. <laughs> I could barely, I could barely see it, and then the lions like immediately start playing like butt, so I ended up leaving anyways. And it was like this is just the worst, but right. And they were and they were running like a trivia game too, and it was uh-huh. like guys, like this is a sports bar. I come here to watch sports. Yeah, I, I don't, don't come s- here to <laughs> do Jeopardy. I'm not Ken Jennings. 
I've come here to watch the Detroit Lions lose on Monday Night Football. Right. That's and what now I came it, to do. That's the thing. Like Breakers is a. I mean, me and my girlfriend go there every now and then just to like hang out for a little because it's right down the street. Yeah, it's a good know, bar. It's we good go bar. to Ned's. We go to Breakers. We go to the stuff like that because it's right down right. the street. We can get there pretty quickly. But we went there and it was like I said, it was a group of people. But we just wanted to hang out at the high top, which were where a lot of people were at, like you know the dart boards and stuff like that, because it wasn't too too crowded at that point. And we were like, hey, let's just turn it on because, you know, it's already, you know, by that time, I think the game started at like 7.30. So by right. that time, it was already in the third period. So we were oh, like, yeah. hey, can, can we just see the last period? It. And it was yeah. one nothing game. We were just like, oh, we were, we, were, we were a little dissatisfied by the service Jeez. at Breakers. But that just kind of, that just kind of, when we were talking off air, that just kind of, you know, pinched a nerve for both of us because whenever we go to a bar, we always have to sit there and like, you know, we always have to find, because one bar always has like Nickelodeon on or something like that. It's yeah. like, oh, they, yeah. they can't even read the subtitles. The kid are, kids are watching Nickelodeon. So it's like, no, I don't oh, know. Man. I don't, I never understand it. I never understand. If you, if you run a bar uh, or restaurant and you, and you have kind of a sports, Hey, we have sports on at this restaurant. You gotta have, you gotta know if you're the manager of that bar, you gotta be like, Hey guy, even if your staff doesn't watch sports or is into sports, you just say, Hey guys, there's two major games tonight, NBA uh, playoffs. We got NHL playoffs. Let's make sure those are on some of the TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very simple conversation. But yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll relax now. We'll calm down. <laughs> we'll get into the show here. Let's hit hit the rewind machine real quick and talk a little bit about what has happened this past week in DC sports. Monday through this recording, starting off with the Washington Wizards. Not a whole lot of news in this area. Um, still waiting to see who's going to be hired as the head coach. Uh, Sam Cassell, Wes Unsell Jr. Those are the two names that you and I talk about last show, Mike. Those are the two names everybody's saying are the front runners for the Wizards job. People agree nationally that those are the two guys that are in uh, the lead for the job. So we'll see. Uh, Washington Capitals, not any big news there. But one kind of fun note is 17 years ago today, the Caps drafted Alexander Ovechkin, one of the best to ever not only play for D.C., but to play the game as a whole and Man, what this franchise would be without this guy. I mean, right. if they did not make that pick 17 years ago, this would be a very different franchise. Um, and then the Washington Nationals, 4-2 and two week for them. Uh, I'll start with the first series, then I'll turn it to you. On Tuesday, uh, the Nats beat the Phillies 3-2. Unreal, this was, man. This was a wild game because this was the first week of the substance checks by the umpires. And, and in this game... Max Scherzer, who hates the being checked, um, <laughs> not only had his normal checks, but also Joe Girardi of the Phillies asked for an additional check of Max. He gets pissed. He stares down Girardi. Later on in the inning, Girardi comes out of the dugout screaming at Kevin Long, the hitting coach of the Washington Nationals, and gets tossed from the game. Insane game regardless, the Nats win. Wednesday, an- another crazy game. What a wild series. 13-12. Oh, yeah. I remember checking the score at one point because I couldn't watch the beginning of the game. I saw Andrew McCutcheon hit a grand slam, and I was like, all right, this isn't our night. Nats win 13-12 to because the Nats got a grand slam as well. One-run game. Unbelievable. And, uh, and uh, it was that, that was it. It was just a two-game series against the Phillies. Nats take them both. That was an unbelievable series because I remember literally texting our group thread, getting really pissed off on Wednesday because they just basically let up the lead late in the game with Tanner Rainey, who was terrible at that point. But overall, Josh Bell, the grand slam, Starling Castro with the game-winning hit in the ninth inning. Then we look at the Marlins series. This series was very important. It was an in-division in series. The Marlins, they're, they're okay. They can surprise you here and there. 
but we beat them 7-3 in the first game with Schwarber hitting two more bombs. This guy is just on a tear right now. Unbelievable. But then the next game happened on Friday. 11-2, they lost to the Marlins. Schwarber does hit another home run, 13th in his last 14, 14 games. They lose 11-2, so that was a dud uh, overall. But then Saturday they lost again in a close one uh, with John Birdie, I believe, hitting the, the game-winning home run in the fifth inning, I believe it was. Uh, Marlins rookie Zach Thompson strikes out 11 uh, in six innings against the Nats. But then Sunday, which today, as we record this, uh, Trey Turner and Josh Bell both homer in the sixth inning, and they salvage a 2-2 split with the Miami Marlins. Yeah, definitely a series that the Nats, I mean, we were hoping for a series win. We were hoping they were going to take three of four. Right. You'll take the split in this situation. I mean, again, like at this point, oh, I don't know what that was. Something almost played. Um, at this point, if you're the Nats, you're, you're definitely going to, um, you're going to want to win series or split mm-hmm. series moving forward. The key is not losing series, but... There's a lot uh, more Nats talk later on in the episode we'll, we'll get to. Uh, let's move on to the crossover. Only going to talk about the Wiz and the Nats tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and start with... The Washington Wizards. We will start with the Washington Wizards. Just brief, brief Wizards talk here. We do have a fun draft to get to. Um, but with the Wizards... Just wanted to point out some of the recent hires in the NBA because some spots have been filled. Starting with the Celtics, you had Ime Odoka, um, who was a former Nets assistant. He also coached under Greg Popovich, coached one season under Brett Brown in Philly. Um, so uh, Brad Stevens has his man now. Uh, Ime Odoka um, is off the board. The Dallas Mavericks bring in Jason Kidd, who, let's stop there for a second. Mike, I mean, Jason Kidd, he, what, he coached the Bucks for a bit, um, and I think maybe one other team. I don't know about you, but any, everything that I've heard of Jason Kidd as a, as a head coach in this league has been negative. Like, right. I don't think he's had that great of a track record as an NBA head coach. So kind of surprising to me that teams would be clamoring to hire him, especially the Dallas Mavericks, who are kind of one of those teams that are on the cusp of possibly being good. You know, yeah, I'm not exactly sure about this hire, mainly because I'm always kind of wary when it comes to former players as coaches. Because I think, honestly, if you compiled all the former players uh, as head coaches' records, I think that it's not going to be that good. I mean, Tyron Lue, you know, he's a former player, but he ended up getting LeBron and all all these different types of situations where it's like it's easy when you get LeBron James as your star player because you know he's going to get you to most likely the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, wherever he is, finals most years uh, that he plays. So I don't know about this hire, man. I I just think when you're looking at the Mavs, it comes down to you had Rick Carlisle for a long, long time, and then all right. of a sudden you go to Jason Kidd, which I think is a downgrade. I think they should have easily found somebody else because when you have a player like a Luka Doncic, and you know how much I like Luka, I mean, I, I just think that he is the face of the NBA alongside of Trey Young and Zion Williamson, these type of young guys that are out there that are you know sub-25 years old. And these type of guys that are going out there that are star players at that age, you need to find somebody that's going to mesh with you really well. Now, I don't know if Luka, because Luka is technically a point guard, 
mixed with a, sh- a small forward. I don't know if because Jason Kidd is kind of the type of stat line that Luca is. Jason Kidd got a ton of triple doubles back in the day as well when he was playing uh, for the various teams he was on. So I think you know Luca might you know add up with him well doing that. But I just don't see Jason Kidd being this X's and O's guy uh, that is going to help with uh, you know maximizing uh, Porzingis's play and trying to limit his, uh, his his injuries and then having Luca not touch the ball seven times a possession and tire him out until he gets 27 years old and he's, he's an old man at that point. So I just don't understand the hire, but we, we could be wrong. But just like you said, I just think that it's kind of odd because his, his track record isn't like, you know, one of these Greg Popovich type of guys. So I'm not exactly sure. I just think it might be could I mean, because Mark Cuban's a smart guy. You know, he's a smart right. guy, obviously. True. Yeah, True. he's a lot of money, Shark Tank, you know, owning the Mavs, all this kind of stuff. Smart guy. I just don't know what the reasoning was with this because I think there are other coaches out there that are more uh, uh, plausible to be their head coach with a star like Luka Doncic at the helm. Yeah, Jason Kidd, I guess he coached a year in Brooklyn and then he had like four years in Milwaukee, um, eventually getting canned in, in 2018 or 2017, something like that. So uh, I don't know. It's just a strange hire to me, especially for a team that's trying to improve. Um, you got the Pacers taking the ex-Mavs coach, Rick Carlisle, is now mm-hmm. coaching Indiana. Um, Chauncey Billups uh, possibly coach it, uh, coaching the Blazers, which is probably the most interesting one right. of these hires. Uh, first-time head coach, um, former player, uh, coaching a, a team in Portland that still has one of the best guards in the league, and Damian Lillard has some pretty good role players, a team that's always been looking to get over that hump and actually make a run at a title um, because they just make the playoffs every year. That's all the Blazers do. If you're a Blazers right. fan, you're so used to watching playoff basketball and watching this team leave in like the second round. Like That's what the Blazers do. And now you bring in Chauncey Billups, and it's like, is that the guy that's going to get you from the second round to the NBA Finals? I don't know. Right. That just That's another kind of head-scratcher for me. Yeah, and that's something that I was going to ask you because – you're a huge Pistons fan, but I think that looking at Jason Kidd compared to Chauncey Billups, yes, Jason Kidd has been a head coach before, but that doesn't really mean too, too much. But Chauncey Billups has been in the booth. He knows head coaches. He knows uh, different systems, all that kind of stuff. I just think that when you look back at the Pistons team with Rip Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince and Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace, you like how, you like how I know the entire roster yeah. uh, starting lineup? Uh, but. That's just the thing. That that team was literally at that that time, I think that team was similar to the Warriors. Now, they didn't have one guy that was going to go out there like Steph and take over a game. You know, Big Ben would go out there and and just you know, bully people. Rasheed would just get in everybody's face. Tayshon Prince was a, was a, was a pretty decent defender and stuff like that. And then Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billis were the, the, just the guards in the backcourt that did everything known to man uh, that you want guards to do. There was just not really one star on that team that was going to take over a game. But I think that when you look at his history. I think he can actually be a decent coach and has the right plan in place because he knows what a team needs rather than just a star or rather than two stars or whatever it may be. Yes, you have Dame Lillard, you got CJ McCollum, and you got a couple of I think Enos Cantor is still on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Right. You still got guys and pieces on that team, but you don't need, you know, the the Nets roster to go win a championship because the Pistons did that with a roster that didn't have, you know, you know, the top player in the league or whatever it may be. They had, you know, they had one of the best centers in the league because I had Ben Wallace on my 
uh, my fantasy team every single year because that guy would just grab double-double every single <laughs> game. It was ridiculous. But those type of players like a Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton and all those kind of guys, you know, that's what I think a team – it's just like baseball. I love small ball. Some people don't like that. They like to have the big boppers like the Yankees do. But I like small ball. You get you manufacture runs, you get good pitching, you win games. That's I mean, it's, But it's ugly. People don't like that. People don't like winning ugly. And I think Chauncey Billups has that recipe in place to make the Blazers uh, have that type of team like he did with the Pistons back in the day. To me, the move just screams keep Dame happy. Like that's all I look at. <laughs> true, this as. true. <laughs> you, you get a young guy who was a former point guard, so you know he's going to be speaking the same language as Dame. As far as like, hey, I I used to run the point, you run the point. I'm you know I'm a young guy. I'm sure they get along well. Th- that's all this screams to me. This doesn't. If I'm a Blazers fan, I'm not excited by this move. I'm not excited by saying, oh, Chauncey Billups is going to be the guy to take us to the promised land. That's just not my thinking. Uh, but Hey, you know what? You got to give these some of these guys a shot, just like you got to right. try to give Sam Cassell a shot. But uh, Chauncey Billups was one of the other names similar to Cassell that was being thrown out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the move hasn't been made official yet. I think it's just one of yeah. those things where everyone's saying the Blazers are going to hire Chauncey Billups. Um, so we'll hold off on officially uh, giving our opinion on it. But I mean, for the most part, I just I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I think Billups does have. He was a journeyman in the league before he won the title with the Pistons. He's, he had been kind of bounced around a lot in right. his career, um, and those are the types of guys that do sometimes make good coaches because they've worked with so many different types of people, so many different players, organizations. Especially a guard is always typically they say going to be a good coach because they kind of understand the game in a little bit different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll keep an eye on it. The three teams all without coaches right now: the Pellies, the Magic, and the Wizards. Pelicans let go of SVG. The Magic got get rid of Steve Clifford, and the Wizards, of course, as we know, got rid of Scott. Very Brooks. interesting, so, though. There's some names still out there, Mike. I mean, we all names that we talked about on this show. We talked about Sam Cassell. We talked about Wes Unsell Jr. We talked about Becky Hammond. All three names that could be the three people that get hired by these three teams. Um, so we're still waiting. As Wizards fans, we've seen three other teams hire their coaches. Uh, four, four if you count the Blazers. Um, and there's only a couple of us left at this point. So the clock's ticking. Yeah. I mean, the candidates are shrinking. The clock's ticking. We'll see what the Wizards do here. I'm still holding, even a week later, holding on to my opinion that I think Wes Unsell Jr. will be the head coach of the uh, Washington Wizards. But I wouldn't be surprised if if Becky Hammond or 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 uh, Cassell gets hired too. But I'm still thinking it's going to be Wes Unsell Jr. Has, have your opinions changed at all from our last episode? Not not too much. I, I am really curious uh, with the Pelicans who's going to coach that team because they did have a number one pick. They got Zion Williamson. They got Brandon Ingram. They got some other guys that actually are good pieces around them. Uh, and then obviously they can still build around them with free, uh, free agency and so on and so forth. Uh, but the Magic, who really cares? I mean, their their, their yeah. future is still up in the air uh, with all the all the young guys they have. But I just think that I mean, I think that you're right. I think they're going to go with the easy play with Wes Unsell Jr. because I don't think really the Pelicans and the Magic are going to entice him too much to say, "Oh, come come be our head coach" when the Wizards right. are right there. But I think that. Uh, with you saying you want Sam Cassell, I want Becky Hammond, I want them to make a little splash. And, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to do that for like a political stance or anything like that. I'm trying to do that because I think that she's been under a coach like Greg Popovich. She's got she, credibility. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's got the credibility and she has uh, that, that, that kind of uh, hybrid, I would say, kind of uh, mentality because she knows women's basketball and she also knows men's basketball and she knows what works works well with both that she can kind of integrate and kind of make, like I said, a hybrid system for this team because, hey, at this point – 
you're not really, you're not going to lose so much. I mean, we're the eighth yeah. seed. We lost in five games. I mean, overall, I just think that when it comes down to it, I mean, it's either going to be a rebuild or you're going to make a splash, like kind of like the the Celtics did with Brad Stevens, and they turn their their franchise around as well. So who knows? Yeah, might as well make some headlines. If if you're not going to be winning titles, might as well make some headlines. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the Wizards decide to do there. Only want to touch on the Nats real briefly. I'm not even going to play the intro because I just want to. I want to give us plenty of time to do the draft, right. the, video, the sports video games draft. I just wanted to point out. I mean, the, the Nats are playing really well here now, up to almost playing 500 ball. Um, they're at 37 and 38. They're second in the division. Uh, but I do want to let the fans know. Here's the schedule ahead for the Nats. You got the Mets for a game, Tampa for two. But then you have four games against the Dodgers, four games against the Padres three games against the Giants, and then the All-Star break. The schedule is about to get a little rough. Right. And, and so we'll, we'll, we'll just play that into this forecast that's coming up here is, uh, you know, you've got the Mets on Monday for a one-off, one game, that's it. Uh, this is a makeup. Uh, and then you've got two against Tampa. They keep doing these weird two-game series <laughs> against the Rays. I don't know why that's the case. <laughs> um, but then you have the Dodgers, like I said, Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. Uh, I mean, games. this is this is a big stretch for this team, especially when they hit the road, because they got to play the Padres and the Giants on the road. They do get the Dodgers at home, which is nice. But the Nats, uh, and this is before you get your all-star break. So, I mean, if the Nats could use this opportunity to possibly stay in that second spot or third spot in the division, or they could lose to some very good NL West teams and mm-hmm. drop back down to, like, fifth. I mean, it could go a lot of different ways here over the next couple of weeks, Mike. And the problem is these games all start at, like, 10 o'clock. I know I'm not going to be watching. Yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest thing, I think, when you come down to like these last, let's see, you got seven, uh, 14 games left before the break. So they got 14 games left. I think, honestly, and it obviously depends on what the Mets do and so on and so forth with how their uh, performances are against the teams they play. But I think you have to be, hopefully, and it doesn't have to be the second spot. It could be the third spot or whatever in the standings because they're all so close. I just think that you have to stay within five games. I think that's something that's kind of a, something to shoot for. Um, you got to look and see, like, okay, if we split with the Dodgers and we split with the the, the, the Padres, can we win a series against San Fran? They did split a four-game series not too long ago against San Fran. True, um, true. So they, they, will well. be, they will be in California for a, a good, you know, 10-day span or however it may be. Uh, but the biggest thing is you have to stay within a certain amount of games. Now, I understand that it's the All-Star break. It's right in the middle of the season. They just have to have that number in mind where you can't sit here and out of the next 14 games, one is including the Mets, uh, which is tomorrow for June 28th. That's the biggest thing is you cannot sit there and say, all right, we're going to you know split and we'll go 7-7. Seven and seven. You, know, you don't want to do that. You have to try to get above 500 in these next 14 games, mainly for the sole fact that, like I said, I don't know who the Mets are playing. I don't care who the Mets are playing because the Mets are just annoying to me, so I don't yeah. even pay attention to them. But at the same time, you just look at it and say, we have to have a number in mind. And I think within five games, which as of right now, if you beat the Mets tomorrow, it'll go down to three. And then right there, then you have a nice little two-game you know, cushion just to stay within that five-game span. Tomorrow's a huge back. game. It's just Very one game, is. but it's it's huge. I mean, that picking up that game in the standings. I mean, that's going to be. And I'm trying to look at the the pitching matchups for for tomorrow. I, I don't like see anybody got, for the Nats right now. Nats haven't announced that Jared Eikhoff is going to be the starter for the Mets. So I don't. So you're not facing Degrom or or you know something like that. You're facing Eikhoff, who didn't even have any stats, so he must have be coming off injury or something. But we'll keep an eye on it. 
huge next couple of weeks. It's well, here's the be... biggest thing too. I'm also yeah. going to add yeah, yeah, add this in there real fast before we get to the draft and everything. Strasburg, they they updated it today that he completed a 25 pitch bullpen right. session, and that's a big thing because obviously he's not going to most likely play before the All Star break, which kind of sucks because we need him for those games. But I think that you just kind of keep him out, and if they really think he's ready, maybe pitch during the San Fran series. But I think you just give him the next two weeks yeah, off. Yeah, wait till after and, break, and, yeah. and just work it out. So we don't know about that. But obviously, Eric Fetty, who we said last week was the ace, and he didn't have a great start the last start. No, he's hurt. he is on the yeah he's on the IL too as well. God. So. We'll we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. The pitchers are just dropping like flies, so we'll have to see what happens. But like I said, they have to keep, in my opinion, the five games back uh, deficit um, at least uh, going into this gauntlet of West Coast series. Luckily, we've got Max back, and he pitched well today. And uh, but yeah, Strasburg. If this team can have Strasburg and get hot after the break and go on a little run, I mean, this could get interesting. But these next couple weeks are going to be huge. All right, All right, people, settle back. Settle back and enjoy another edition of our draft shows here. This time, we're going to be hitting up the best sports video games. couple stipulations on these that Mike and I have discussed beforehand, but just to let you guys know, it has to be a specific game, not a franchise. So you can't say right. Madden. You have to say Madden 21 or whatever, that sort of thing. And of course, nobody would ever say that because that is terrible. <laughs> um uh, the sports, and we didn't necessarily talk about this part, but I'd say the the uh, one one, and I don't know if you have this on your list, Mike, but I would say uh, when I was doing my research, there were some lists of best sports video games that had the Tony Hawk series on their best sports games. Um, mm-hmm. I'll leave that up to discussion. I'm not necessarily saying I have one of those games on my list, but when I thought of sports games, I thought of kind of the traditional sports. Um, but I'll leave it up to a discussion uh, if we get to that point, if one of us picks one of those games. But otherwise, right. it's, it's specific games, specific years. We'll, you know, we'll throw out the consoles if we, if we maybe played on them, uh, played those games before. But, um, yeah, and we'll let you guys vote. So go to follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover. We'll put up the final matchups, and so that way you guys can vote on who do you think has the better starting five. That's how we're doing these. We're going to each pick five. We're going to go back and forth. It's a snake draft, just like we did last time. So, By the way, real quick, I think yeah, that we need, we, need, we need to – so I was talking to Jess earlier about this um, because I asked her what her opinion was. And she doesn't play video games, but I asked her what her opinion was on certain things. And I told her we're doing this draft, and I said, does Mario Kart count as a sports game? And she said no. Yeah, and I, I looked online, and it, it, they were like, "It's auto race, and it's a sport." Okay, well, it's it's a go kart. It's not auto. It's not your, like yeah. your NASCAR. I'll tell heat you right now, Mario Kart is not on my list. Yeah, I'm not putting that um, on there. Either. I think we should discount Mario because yeah. everyone's gonna say, "Oh, Mario Kart, you left it off there." Like, I don't think we're gonna say right. Mario no, Kart. No, that's no, that's that's a we're good going idea. with we're going with yeah. sports. I think that are in the Olympics and sports that are like not like you know croquet or anything like that. But I'm saying like right, sports, right, some right. some sports in the Olympics. Uh, and also, like you said, traditional sports, uh, things that you you look at and you're like, okay, we know that's a sport. So I think that I would mix in like X Games and and Olympics and things like that. Those like off off key kind of uh, competitions. I think you can also include those. Uh, but that's that. I don't think that's off the table. But there you go. Got it. All right. No, that's a good point. All right. So last time I did the number behind my back thing and made you guess. This time, why don't you hold a one or a two? Uh, you don't have to do it behind your back. You do it on the I'm table. I'm doing it right here now, right? Or whatever. Right. Um, I'm gonna guess you're holding up a number one. You are right. Okay. My um, sweet I will. Here. So I will have the option to 
take the number one pick or go with the two pick because it is a snake draft. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to take the second pick. Damn it. <laughs> I think I'm going to be able to get some really good value at, at, at two and three um, for the draft. So let's okay. settle in here. We're settling. Into the draft here. Yeah, I know. I keep telling everybody, settle down. Settle down, everyone. Settle down, everybody. Um, all right. The best sports video game draft. Mike, you are officially on the clock. So I wish we should we should have came up with names. That would have been fun to come up with names, but who cares? Um, yeah, so it's too late. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so I have ten main ones on my list. I went through extensive research. Extensive research. Yeah. No, I got a good um, list here too. Went over like five or six different websites, and I was comparing games and contrasting games and different decades and different things of that nature. Now a lot of my list has uh, me reverting back to my childhood. Um, which sure. is a good thing uh, as well, because obviously when you're a kid uh, back in the day, you know, because we're similar in age and stuff like that, and you know, we used to play all the systems. I mean, my my grandparents had like Super Nintendo and Nintendo and different things of that nature. Um, but my first pick is gonna be something that I think is common with a lot of uh, uh, gentlemen out there, maybe some ladies that might like this game. Um, okay. But I think it's a game because of the nostalgia factor that people just look at it and they're like, I cannot believe this was just discontinued, mainly for certain reasons. You, you might know this game uh, off the top okay, of your head. You okay, think, uh, okay. I, see, I see in the Zoom that you're like really thinking right now. I'm trying to um, think of where you're going here because I'll say right now, I, I have a pick that I think should be the number one pick, but I don't know if that's where you're going. So I'm, I'm excited. We'll I'm see. excited to see what you got. So this one, like I said, this game was discontinued because of legal reasons, uh, but at the same time, it was released in 2013 and I played it on Xbox 360. So okay. the pick is in. The first pick of oh, wait, wait, the wait, best sports video game draft. I'm stalling for you. The best sports video games draft between Cerrone and Simpson. The very first pick for Mr. Mike Cerrone, that is me, is NCAA Football 2014. Yes. Um, okay, okay, good. Xbox 360. I, yeah, it's an obvious on. pick. It's an obvious pick. It's it's definitely... Now, I believe it's NCAA 14 is the game, right? Yeah, Yeah, it was released because yeah, yeah. a lot of the, the uh, EA games, stuff like that, were released a year like before the actual game title. So this one was right, released. Right, right. So all like the Maddens were released a year before and stuff like that. But this one was released in 2013. So NCAA 14, I played it on Xbox 360. Uh, and because of, pick. like we said, legal reasons, they discontinued the game. But supposedly they're bringing them back. We'll have to see about that. No, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. It, it was exactly what I was thinking as far as the unanimous number one overall pick. Right. It is. I still play it on my PlayStation 2 that I still – or PlayStation 3, sorry, that I still have. Yeah. Um, I still play that game because it is just one of the most fun experiences you can have. You can play for any sort of college you want. You can do the career mode where you're right. – you're uh, you, you, They even start you in high school, I think, where you're playing as a high school athlete and then you get to go to college – um, it is. Is it something like you do like a combine, and then like all of a sudden they're like, yeah. okay, you get draft or you get uh, recruited by these three colleges? Oh, or something dude, like that. it is so great because it's also the graphics actually hold up. I mean, again, I right. play it, and the graphics really hold up and, and and work really really well still to this day. Yeah. Uh, it is one of my favorite games. I will say the reason why I have not thrown away my PlayStation Three or, <laughs> or given away or sold or anything is because of NCAA Football 20, uh, 2014. Right. Yeah. It is the only reason I still have my system. That's yeah, and the funny the funny thing is, I actually have a PlayStation Two. I have I have some other older systems, like I have a Super Nintendo and an N sixty four and stuff like that. But I do have my PlayStation Two, and I have probably you know 
25 games for PS2. It's crazy. But there was a real quick story before we get to your pick. Yeah. I was in college in freshman year, and I know you've had similar situations like this. Um, I was on the floor with all the football players. So they were there like four weeks early, so they all knew each other. So I just kind of like was late to the party. But they ended up having one team in every – or one school in every – there was like eight guys. They had like one school in the SEC, and they all like played each other. And it was like this huge party because they were like, oh, you know, Tyrell's playing Mike over here. You know, it's like <laughs> it's Alabama versus Mizzou, you know, or something, some crazy thing. And it was like a huge because like everyone would be going nuts because there would be like a party of 10 people in there just watching this game because it's like that's the week that they were playing or something. And it was crazy. And it's it's just fun because, like I said, you you know the players because they have the numbers on there and they have the stat. That's how they went with the stats and stuff like that because they were like, okay, this is, you know, Eddie Royal or this is whoever it is, David Wilson. For I always go with tech players. But. But it's just funny because you see those situations, and those are always funny. I know you have stories like that as well, but that is a oh, great it, game. It's it's one of the best games. Like I said, it's one of the best. I, it, it is the number one pick. It's mm-hmm. the unanimous number one pick. I don't think – I would not put any other game above this in my mind. So I think – here's the thing. You have the number one pick. You went with the top game. I think you made a great choice. Now, keep in Thank mind you, this, sir. people. The voting between Mike and I on Twitter is going to be for the full five – Right. Squad, the the five games that we each pick. So just because Mike has NCAA football 2014 doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to win this draft because he's still got to pick well for his next one. So I've got back-to-back picks here, um, starting with the second pick in the draft. So there's a couple directions I could possibly go here. Um, but I think an NCAA football would have been my pick if I was in your situation. So I think you did the right one there. Um, I got two games that I have my eye on. But I think I know where I'm going to go. All righty. With the second pick in the best sports video games draft, I am going to select MVP Baseball 2005. Oh, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez was on the cover. And by the way, the, this is for PlayStation 2. Um, now, I think it played up probably on the other consoles too. But here's, here's uh, if you aren't familiar with this game, um, here's, here's some things to note. This game has been... People have put it on lists of saying it is one of the best sports video games of all time. This this game was before its time, really. The dynasty modes, the minor league baseball, you know, being able to bring up prospects and play as the minor league teams and things like that, going back and forth. This was pretty new, especially in 2005. The dynasty mm-hmm. modes and things like that were not as advanced at the time. You had Manny Ramirez on the cover um, coming off of the Red Sox World Series run the year before in 04. Um, so baseball fever was at a high at the time, but there's so many things to like about the game. The soundtrack was absolutely killer. The <laughs> graphics, not so great, I will say. Uh, but I think just for baseball fans, I got so much mileage out of that game. I right. played that game so much. And, it, right. and, and for baseball fans, it, it came after the triple play series, um, which was a video game series. And then this predates the, I believe MLB The Show started in like 06 or right. like 07 or something along those lines. So this was the perfect kind of transition before the MLB The Show series, which I would say are one of the best uh, game series of all time. But, um, but yeah, MVP Baseball is my pick. Well, that's the thing is that I transitioned from PlayStation to Xbox, mainly because of the online feature at the time at least. Uh, with I had PlayStation 2 and then I transitioned to 360. 
Um, but that's the biggest thing is that when I looked at the uh, baseball games, obviously, like you said, the show uh, was mainly for PlayStation, and I was you know talking to you for the last five years about when are we going to get a baseball game that's not like cartoons, you know, they're playing playing baseball on Xbox, and they finally made it cross platform for the show. Uh, so I play that like nonstop nowadays. But uh, I definitely believe I had MVP Baseball 2005. If I'm not mistaken, I might have. Uh, they also had the Slugfest games as well. That was another uh, baseball game that yeah. I had. Um, but yeah, baseball games, and I, you know, you know, I love baseball. But the problem is that a lot of times, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, they either have one or the other, and Xbox didn't have a lot of baseball games. So uh, finally, I, w- I will give you props on that pick because baseball games are hard to come by, and you know, if the, if they're done well, then then you know, obviously, they should be a high pick. The next pick is is kind of a tough one, Mike, because I've got a lot of options as far as some areas that I could go. I've right. got I, I've got about I'd say there's like three names I'm looking at as far as uh, games possible choices here. <sighs> I don't want to screw this pick up. Don't screw but it. But I think. All right, all right. Let's play. The Meanwhile, game. by the way, MVP baseball yeah. wasn't on my list. Okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with backyard baseball. Oh man. 2001 is my pick. Backyard Baseball 2001, which was the first year where they introduced the... The all-stars. The the real athletes. Right. So it was the real... uh, So the year before was just all the original characters. I got it released 1997 is what I have on my list. Yeah, that was the first one. Right. This is 2001, which was released May 19th, the year 2000. Computer game only. Obviously, um, and as we all, know, I mean, we've talked about backyard baseball on the show probably more than we've talked about any DC sports team. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most beloved franchises of all times, um, and there's not. I mean, I don't. I don't even really need to say that much more about it. But specifically, I chose 2001 because it was the first time you could play as. I mean, just the idea of taking major leaguers, shrinking them down, and making them look like kids. You're playing with, like, Cal Ripken Jr. on your team. You're playing yeah. against Randy Johnson. But you also have Pablo Sanchez on your team. You have Maria Luna on your team. We've done the backyard baseball draft on this show. Right. Um, I just think it was such a cool concept. And then as a, as a kid, I played that game nonstop. I mean, well, was... I still, as an adult, I still sometimes play the game. Yeah, Such that's, a great game. That's the funny thing is I was actually going – I went over to my parents to grab some stuff out of my storage bins in the basement – and the funny thing was, I saw backyard. I saw backyard football or something like a okay. CD CD in there, and I was like, "Man, I got to start playing that again." But that's the funny thing is that when you look at that game, like you have like Ken Griffey Jr., who in real life is probably like six foot four or something like that, <laughs> and he and, and for some reason in that game he was like he didn't have a neck or like a body. It was like no. it was just like legs and a head. <laughs> but oh, it was it was cool though because he had his backwards hat and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and it was so awesome, cool. so cool, such a great game. I mean, it's. I don't even need to say anything more about it. It's just, it's, I'm glad I got it at number three. Yeah. So the snake draft is obviously difficult because I, I, I'd rather us go back and forth because it would, it would make it more interesting. I think next draft will go back and forth, but this yeah, one will we'll stay with the snake since we already started it. But Because yeah, I, I, I would rather you choose like one of mine so I can start deleting them off my list. Um, right, but right. I, did, I did have backyard baseball on there, so there you go. Okay. Um, uh, but mine was the original because I, I just went with the original, even though I <laughs> like yours better actually because it's more cool like you have like Larry Walker or something like right, that right, up right. on the dish. Um, so my next game... I'm going to go vintage on this one. I'm going to go vintage. Um, 
There was a lot of di- <laughs> I bet you're excited. There was a lot of different uh, people that were like clamoring for this game online, different things of that nature, because it was back released in 1993. Wow, 1993. Wow. It was, was accessible. <laughs> you're yeah, that's right. Uh, it was accessible on arcade form and Super okay. Nintendo. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to give you hints so you can think I, about it. I kind it. of have a feeling. Okay. That's like a, a game inside the game here. Um, so my pick is in. And the pick is the original NBA Jam. Oh, okay, great pick. Yeah, NBA pick. Jam. The original NBA Jam was like he's on fire, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. And like you just get like a because they didn't. I don't think they had Jordan in the game, uh, and they didn't have a team that was really stacked. Because I think the Bulls team was like Pippen and some other like random guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like Horace Grant or something. I don't know. Yeah, There's something weird. But yeah, no NBA Jam. I didn't even so I didn't have NBA Jam on my list. But that is a great pick at four because I think you're right. The, the, I mean, you know it's a great game when they've taken it and they've even like remade it, remodeled yeah, yeah. it now for systems now so you can go play it because if you're at the arcade and NBA Jam was there, uh, I mean, not that we were in the era of a lot of like playing at the arcades, but you know, you're at the beach or something like that. And, right. and, and that, was, that was where I ever saw arcades was at the beach on the boardwalk. Yeah. That's where you would see all the shiny lights and stuff. You go, all right, let's go pull, check out the arcade. And if you got to play NBA Jam against another person, and it was two on two, I believe, in NBA Jam, yep, right? Yep. So, like, that was always so much fun. So much fun. No, that's a yeah. great pick. Yeah, it, it was always 2v2. And like I said, they only had about, I think, like eight teams. And uh, I think they had, like, the Hornets. They had, I think like, the Pistons might have been in it. Um, I think they were. Yeah, they always yeah. had, like, the, that era in, like, the mid-'90s. So, But they, like I said, they didn't have a team that was really stacked. Now, I think one or two teams were better than all the others. Um, but like I said, the Bulls, they only had, like, Rodman. Or not Rodman. Uh, uh, it was um, uh, Pippen and, like like you said, like, Horace Grant or someone like yeah, that. It yeah. was, like, a... That's, that's you know, a really good pick. I'm a little worried yeah. right now. I'm a little oh, you're, worried. You're a little worried, huh? So yeah, my next like pick is in. My next pick okay. is in. Uh-huh. I will describe it real fast because it doesn't really need a lot of explanation. So it is a more more modern game on my list. It's actually the second newest game on my list. Uh, and this one is from... Uh, well, I, can't, I don't want to say that because it might give it away. Sure. Um, but this one had a multitude of games on it. And this one... Is from the Nintendo Wii, and it is Wii Sports. Oh, okay, yeah, I had them. I had this on my list. Yeah. So Wii Sports, pick. Wii Sports Damn. had like, I mean, not the Wii Sports Resort, because because once right, right, Wii right. Sports became like this huge thing, then all of a sudden they were like, okay, you know, we're gonna come out with Wii Sports Resort and have all these ping pong games, all that kind of stuff or whatever. But on that, they had like tennis and bowling. Oh, and- it was revolutionary. It was, it was a unreal. revolutionary game. And that was, I mean, yeah, and that was because it was all the, the it was all like uh, the hand motions and stuff like that. It was so cool when Wii Sports came out. It was the first time you really had a, a, a game like this where you were mm-hmm. you had a controller in your hand and you were away from the TV and it went by your motion and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the bowling. I remember. I swore. I swear to you, I had found the perf- perfect bowling Wii Sports position. I knew exactly where to position the guy. Ooh. I knew exactly the right motion to use, and I would get strikes every time. Um, and I think I bowled the 300 game once. Oh, you um, have? I bowled baseball, three. Yeah, oh, it was, I mean, that was always the greatest thing. The baseball game was great. Um, those were the ones I played the most. Tennis was pretty fun, too. Yeah. No, Wii Sports was on my list. That's a great pick at five. I mean, again, I, I, like I said, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because your team's right. looking Pretty damn good, right? Because back in the day when I was in high school, so my middle sister ended up going to college, and like you know, I was I think I was a, a sophomore or something like that. And every now and then, you know, my my dad was working nights at the time, 
And my mom and I would just sit there and we play. We was like, oh, let's let's bowl a couple frames, and we just go in there and start playing bowling for like two hours after we eat dinner or something like that. And it was right. it was it was a blast. It was great memories. But I did bowl three perfect games uh, for we we sports Put bowling. Put that on your resume, man. Yeah, well, Put that on your resume. My it next is, job, I is, might need to. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. There you go. It, it that is a that is a very good pick. I'm Thank I'm again. I'm I'm. I don't want to give you too much props because I don't want the fans automatically to. Hey, you chose second, man. You. you said you wanted to second. You could have had. I know, that. But I, I'm just saying you're putting together a really strong draft so far. <laughs> um, so again, to recap, Mike right now has NCAA football 2014, NBA Jam, and Wii Sports, which came out in 2006. Uh, I have MVP Baseball 2005 and Backyard Baseball 2001. I am on the clock for the sixth pick here, and I'll get right into it because we're already taking too much time. Um, All right, with the sixth pick in the draft, I am going to go with Madden 2005. Solid. Madden 2005 is my pick. It is one of the best uh, Madden franchise. It was one of the last times. um, it, It was the last Madden game to be released on PlayStation and the first Madden game to be released on the Nintendo DS. I never really played the DS. It was the first Madden game uh, to have Xbox Live, so you could actually play your friends and things like that. Had Ray Lewis on the cover. It inter- It was revolutionary. I mean, this yeah. was a game that introduced some new features and things like that. Uh, people loved this game. I loved this game. I actually had it for, like, GameCube, I think, or something wow. weird like that. Um, I-, I loved Madden 2005, I think, with the Madden franchise, it gets a lot of criticism um, because I think it's fallen far. It, it, the game doesn't really entice people as much anymore. But Madden 2005 was an absolute killer of a game. It yeah, really it was. was. It was definitely good. And I, actually, I used to ask my mom every single year for Christmas if she can get me the new Madden. And this year uh, for 2005, and, and this is the only year she did it. I don't know why. I don't know if they were sold out or something like that. She got me the platinum version that had like the, the, like the cover, it was like the extra ten bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was like, it didn't yeah. give you anything, but it just Back had a nice, then the games nice cover. Were like Thirty bucks. That was probably like sixty bucks. Like what games cost now? It was crazy. Platinum man, versions now you got to spend like a hundo. Yeah, and it was crazy. Yeah, it didn't give me anything or anything like that because I just logged right. on. It was it was just like a, like literally right. it was the game case and then it had like a cover on it that was just like like silver that like shined. I was right, like, okay, right, oh, right. nice, this is sweet. Now, that was I the first time. It was cool. Madden lovers think uh, look fondly upon Madden 2005. I think it was one of the best. All right, I'll move on to the seventh pick of the draft, my fourth pick of of uh, games, and I am going to. So I've got about five left on my list that I'm looking at. Ooh. Um, I'm I'm there's three there's three that I really want to take, um, and I only have two picks left. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna with my pick here. I'm going to take NBA Street. Volume Ooh, nice. 2, which came out in 2003, and it is Volume 2 is the one I'm specifically talking about. And I'll tell you, it was one of those games that, um, you know, it, it, it was one of those offshoots of, because the NBA franchises, the video game franchises, really weren't that great back then, back in that mid-2000s. I mean, you had like NBA 2K um, was kind of going, NBA Live was going, um, mm-hmm. Those games were okay, but NBA Street Volume 2 kind of took things to a whole nother level. I mean, you had like, you built up the energy and then you could do crazy moves. You, you, you know, I mean, blocking guys, dunking guys. There was a whole story mode as far as like going through the gauntlet of all playing all these other teams. You could unlock NBA players to be on your NBA Street team and all that sort of stuff. I just think it was such kind of an innovative and interesting game. The soundtrack was also killer. NBA Street Volume 2 is my pick. 
Yeah, I think that that I mean, just like you said, the, the soundtracks make a game sometimes. It really does. Yeah. There's a couple of NHL games that I like because they always do like you know some really hardcore songs, something like that, that are really NHL nice. NHL games songs. very underrated for their soundtracks. NHL yeah. games actually have some really good soundtracks. Yeah, I was gonna go with an NHL game uh, in this draft, but I actually stayed clear of those because there's so okay. many of them and everything like that nature, and there's not really one clear cut winner. So, I think my pick is in. My eighth pick, right, or the eight, the eighth pick, not my eighth pick. Right, right. Uh, and the pick is in. It's another nostalgia game. It's a '90s game, okay. And this kind of set the tone, I believe, for the Gridiron games. And this game oh, was yeah. released in 1997, and the game okay. was on N64 for where I played. And I'm going with the original NFL Blitz. Yeah, I have that on my list. I have that on my list. I have the 2003 one on my list. Um, but oh, I, they got I, yeah. better. Yeah, that's for sure. NFL Blitz is a great pick. Great pick. Yeah, they 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 got better as like 2001 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this one is the original one where they were like, he throws a deep, and then all of a sudden, like <laughs> you just like wait for like five seconds until the ball comes down, and oh, you always you could do beat like the crap out of guys. Yeah, he said there's do like a do like a sumo wrestler move, and it's oh, like weird. It's insane. It's, it was it was just fun because it's like it was like minor violence, but everyone got a kick at it because it was so unrealistic, and like the, like their muscles were like just two beach balls like stacked so on top fun. of each other. It was so fun because you've got like your your traditional sports simulation games where, like, you know what you're going to get with that. But NFL Blitz, similar to, like, what I'm saying with NBA Street, was it introduced a different level of gameplay for these sports that you love. And, right. and you know, football is naturally a violent sport, and NFL Blitz really brought the violence. So that was that's a great <laughs> pick there. Um, so, so you have one pick left here, Mike. I do, and I'm really torn between three of these. One of them I just added on there just in case. Um, I, I will mention my honorable mentions here uh, real quickly at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, wait till I do mine, but yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I, I, the pick is in. The pick is in. All my right. last pick, right. my, last my, pick. my starting five. So real quick, Mike so far has NCAA Football 2014, NBA Jam, Wii Sports 2006, and NFL Blitz. I'll say it right now. You've put together a really strong draft board with those yeah. four picks. It, it's Don't screw gonna it up here. <laughs> It's probably going to come, da- come down to who, who likes uh, you more than me. I have three uh, games on my list right now that I'm looking at. So I wonder I, if it's I, I don't, be one I can of those t- I bet at least two of them you don't have. At least two of them. The, ones okay. that I, the last, last four I got. So the pick is in. And I'm going to go with a flyer here. And I'm going to try to appeal to some of the extra masses out there uh, that, that do not really play too many uh, sports video games. And this one is a wrestling game. And it is WWF No Mercy, released in 2000 on N64. This game, I I played a lot of hours on this game. They had a a lot of cool, like, real people characters on there and stuff like that. They had so many different things you could do. You could do cage matches. You could do ladder matches. And you could beat people with a chair. And it's like all these different things you could do. And it was really realistic sure. for its time. For two, I mean, released in 2000. Uh, but I, I went with that one because I tried to go a little off script. Because I have you know Wii Sports, an NBA game, and two football games. I tried to go a little off script because you have two of the baseball games. And I just wanted to kind of go off the cuff a little bit. Okay, I don't, I don't hate the pick, but I'm going to say very risky pick to take here. It's very risky. At nine. I mean, there are so many other games on the board right now that I am wondering if that pick is going to cost you the draft. That's it all might. I'm going to say. I don't want to sway the people in any direction because I want everybody to get a fair shake here. But well, you can make fun of me when we talk about Bringing a wrestling game here, unbelievable. Um, all right, <laughs> unbelievable. last pick of the draft here. All right. I have three games that I'm looking at. 
as possible choices here. None of them is a wrestling game. That's for sure. <laughs> Good. I will say there's two games I'm really, really looking at. And I am going, I'm going to make this pick here. With the final pick in the draft and my fifth pick here, I'm going to go with MLB Slugfest 2003. Okay. MLB okay. Slugfest 2003. Similar, and I know I'm going with a lot of baseball. This guy games, loves baseball, I'm, man. I'm wondering <laughs> if that's going to cost me, but I'm just going to say, you know MLB Slugfest, if you've played it before, you you know it is it is an experience that you'll never forget. You've got the girls wearing the skimpy baseball uniforms in the loading screen. You've got the <laughs> guy, uh, which by the way, I used to play that game because in, in my house the console was at the on the main TV. Like that's uh, not that we had TVs all over the house, but it was like that's where the PlayStation was was where like the living room where everybody else sat. And I remember one time I was sitting there and I was playing MLB Slugfest, and my mom and aunt were like sitting on the couch talking, and they look over the TV, and it's one of those hot girls with the bats like on her shoulder, <laughs> and she's wearing the like skimpy baseball uniform like unbuttoned like and they're, and they're just like what are you playing and i was like <laughs> uh, don't oh, worry about God. it uh but you know you could pu- i mean you, you could, could punch a, the first baseman <laughs> oh dude you anywhere you hit it all you had to do was punch the fielders and you could get all the way around the bases if you kept punching them enough if the guys threw at you sometimes you could go charge the mound you get rage you get the fire the baseball game part was really sec- an afterthought. It was, <laughs> it was like a wrestling. That's a wrestling game. <laughs> when you're a when you're a teenager or like even younger, when this came out, it was one of those things where like it got you. You were able to get some rage out playing MLB right, Slugfest. Right. The announcers were always really funny too. The music was pretty good. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be my final pick of the draft here. All right. So what are your honorable mentions? Like I have. Three. I got three actually. I've got three. I added one to my list. I've got three honorable mentions. Okay. NBA Two K Eleven which was the Michael Jordan game where you could actually play all the memorable moments in MJ's right. career, and it was an awesome game. I, got, I played that on Xbox 360. That was a great game. I have NCAA Basketball 2010, which was the last NCAA basketball game, I believe, that okay. they made. Um, and that's, that was just a lot of fun because they, they had the ability. You could play the ESPN broadcast or the CBS broadcast. They oh, had wow. two broadcast crews on one video game, which was that's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the I, I can't remember the exact year because I added this late, but the PGA Tour game or the Tiger Woods game where it was the Ryder Cup game, I think where you could like you could you could play the Ryder Cup and it was like it was I remember playing that game a, a lot a lot right. because it was like it, it, I, I forget I, again I forget the exact game but. It was. Uh, I'm just trying to do some. Qu- PJ Tour have a Eleven. PJ Tour Eleven. It looks like that was, was it Tiger, the first Tiger Woods Eleven. Tiger, yeah, Tiger Woods PJ Tour Eleven. Where it had Tiger and Rory on the cover. Okay. And it was the first time that they featured the Ryder Cup tournament, um, and that was a lot of fun. So honorable mention there. Golf game wasn't going to make this list, but those were those are my honorable mentions. My uh, first honorable mention, just because I'll go along with you, I was putting Tiger Woods ten on there with the cover okay. of of Tiger, you know, going crazy at the U.S. Open on yeah, his broken yeah, leg yeah. when he made the putt. Um, I used to play, me and my buddies used to play Tiger Woods all the time in his basement, just go crazy, you know, sit there. It was it was awesome. Uh, my next one was SSX. You ever played oh, that yeah, before? Yeah, the yeah, snowboarding, snowboarding game? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's that was game. released in 2000. A lot of these were 2000. Uh, SSX, the original one, you're going down like 
Mount Everest, uh, you know, and you're doing all these oh, crazy yeah, tricks stuff like that. That was also fun, uh, but I didn't really want to go because they made a they made like three or four of those games because they were so popular. Um, didn't right. go with that one though because of the sole fact that I, I was trying to you know win this thing. Uh, and then uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, as you mentioned, okay. Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah. Two was was the best one out of all of them that they made. That was released in 2000, but I didn't want to have any controversy, so I said let's go with the wrestling one instead because those are my my three honorable mentions. Uh, but I thought I was really in between Tony Hawk and uh, WWF, but I wanted to like say take a little risky pick. See see sure. if I can get a, a nice little uh, nice little lottery winner t- winning ticket there. So Mike had NCAA football 2014, NBA Jam, Wii Sports, NFL Blitz, and WWF No Mercy. I took MVP Baseball 2005, Backyard Baseball 2001, Madden 2005, NBA Street Volume 2, and MLB Slugfest 2003. That is your best sports video games draft. You can go ahead and see our picks and vote for your favorite on Twitter at the DC crossover will be put. If you're listening on Sunday, we'll be putting that poll up on Monday. Um, we have a couple items to do before we end the show. And as we like to do, we like to hit up the final lap, a chance uh, to give quick analysis on some big stories in sports. 90 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Mariners pitcher. First guy to get caught with the substance in the glove today, Mike, 10 game suspension on the way. He got kicked out of the game. It's our first one. I mean, that's literally like trying to sneak on to a ride that you're not tall enough it's for. So like it's so dumb. It makes no so sense. Dumb. Everyone's looking for it. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. The Lightning and the Canadiens in the Stanley Cup Finals, Mike. Who do you got? I just think Tampa Bay is going to wax the floor with these guys. I mean, I think they're going to probably win in five, in my opinion. There was a woman, I don't know if you saw this video, a woman holding a sign at Tour de France took out like hundreds of cyclists. She was holding up the sign towards the camera didn't see the cyclist right behind her. It caused a massive pile. Yeah, I don't understand that. The Tour de France is like, I understand it's a huge thing in that sport, but it's like, if the pedestrian just like, you know, walking next to the riders, it's like one it's little st- one little twig crazy. could like make, make a guy like flip over. Like it's so dangerous. <laughs> um, the Detroit Pistons got the number one pick, Mike. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Detroit You're excited Pistons. for that. Detroit is back. You excited as well? Are you getting Cade Cunningham, do you think? I'm getting Cade Cunningham. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm marching down to Detroit and talking to Troy Weaver. And lastly, the NFL has approved a plan in which teams can wear alternate helmets with their throwback uniforms starting in 2022. The second helmet can be worn only with so-called classic, alternate, or color rush jerseys. And all players must be fitted for both helmets before training camp. Um... Because in the past, the, the league had said the team could only wear, like, one helmet. They could only wear, like, one type of helmet. Yep. Um, and now, because of safety precautions and things like that, now we could be seeing some pretty cool alternate helmets, especially classic helmets, Mike, on the way. This is good for the league. Yeah, for the Washington football team, I said, or I saw a poll that said, like, which one out of these three would you like? And there was, I forgot, the, the, the first one was the, like, weird, like, rust color thing or whatever it was. Right. And then they had the Daryl Green one uh, that they had on there. Well, at least Daryl Green was wearing it. They had the, the spear. And then the third one was, like, the, the mustard yellow with the R and all that stuff. Now, I don't know with their whole entire, you know, name change and all that stuff, if they're really going to go with any of those. Um, because it would seem cool to have the mustard color because I think that little logo doesn't really raise any controversy because there's not really, right, a, you right. know, um, anything on there. But I always love the spear, man. The spear yeah. just, like, it looks so cool. I actually have a Daryl Green jersey 
of a seventy. It was a seventieth anniversary jersey of Daryl Green, and and it was the uh, the like the dark dark maroon um, with the spear. So I would like that. I don't want that weird like like I said the rust colored one, but yeah. it would look pretty cool because a lot of these teams have some really cool ones, and I've been sending you stuff Can't on Instagram wait. from all these uh, these retro ones. Yeah, it's gonna be. Awesome to see the classic helmets coming uh, 2022. We got two items left on the show here. First up is the trivia question where Mike asks me some DC sports trivia. You can play along at home. Can you get it right? Can I get it right? We'll find out. I've gotten most of the questions right. I believe I've only gotten one wrong so far. Yeah, one wrong. Let's see how I do on this one. Last week, I think you are three of four for WFT slash Redskins questions, and you are two of two for Nationals questions. All right. So here we All go. Right. This is a WFT one. What Hall of Fame cornerback announced his retirement just one season into a seven-year, $56 million contract with the Redskins? So here we go again. Oh, crap. Think about it here. What Hall of Fame cornerback announced his retirement just one season into a seven-year, $56 million contract with the Washington Redskins at that time. Uh, now, think, about it this, think about it this way, though. At certain times... So my mind is blank. <laughs> you got okay, one question, remember. Me. That's the rule, one question. Um, did you give a year? That's not I, my I, one question. No, it was not a year. But, okay. it, but, but think about this. Think about Hall of Fame, and also think about... It was, I would say it was post-1990. I mean, I'm telling you, I when I say I have nobody in mind, uh, like Brian Mitchell, like I have no, I, he played quarterback, not, didn't he? Yeah, no, I know. He, he Brian Mitchell, I think. No, Brian Mitchell played like running back, running back. Like, yeah, he's like See, a halfback. That, this is what I'm telling you. It's like I Redskins fans are screaming at me right now. They're like, "You're an idiot. You got to have somebody." Um, quarterback. Um, here's my one question: Is it a white guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't know. I'm just well, the, there's, there, there are three WFT Redskin questions on here. One of them is a really easy one from 2014 that you would get in a second. Uh, the other one is is actually a funny question uh, from 1997. But this yeah. one, I, I mean, believe... I'm just telling you. I, got, yeah. I, I know if you are a football fan, you're a bigger football fan than me if you're listening to the show and you know this automatically. Uh, football is just not my wheelhouse. I've done pretty well. My gut it, has led me this. through. It, it's on... The guy is on TV. Mike, not, there's not a lot of cornerbacks that are on TV. Was Deion, his... Deion Sanders? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what position this guy played. Look, just give me the buzzer. I don't. I want said to cornerback. Myself. I said cornerback. I don't want to embarrass myself. I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong. Well, your, your guess after I said that was right. It was Deion Sanders. No, well, I was wrong. Though. I, I was, I was wrong though. It was I prime mean, time. Funny. He did play for the WFT for literally. One season and then he retired after that's signing. That's interesting. This. I didn't. I mean, again, I'm not a Redskins. Because think about it, that at that time, 56 million dollars was that's a ton. Super interesting. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Oh, a ton of money. That's like that's an over like 100 million contract today, basically. It's yeah, exactly. Like what, so that was for prime prime time back in the prime day. time. I'm not gonna okay, give three for five. Three for it five. Counts for as a wrong, it's a wrong answer, even though I threw it out at the right one at the end. It's a wrong answer. I got it wrong. <sighs> Speaking of things we get wrong, let's hit up the money line. The chain. Um, we both went one and one last week. Neither of us was able to gain ground or lose ground. I currently sit at nine and thirteen. You sit at eleven and eleven. We got a locks and we got upsets. My lock, uh, the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to say they close out Game Five. I'm going to say they take Game Five. They finish off the Clippers. They've been dominating so far. They take the series. They win Game Five. That is my lock. My upset. Hey, this served me well last it time. It did. It did. I'm going to go with our Washington Mystics over the Connecticut Sun. 
I believe that game's on Wednesday. I'm not, I think so. It's Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but I'm going to go with Washington Mystics over the Sun in that one. You got so two Suns. You got two Suns on there. You got that's the Suns true. closing out, and then the Mystics over the Suns. It's like uh, Tatooine in Star Wars, or those are two moons. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's your uh, What's your pick? Real quick, did you see that? Uh, the, the, what was it? Um, I forgot the guy, the announcer's name. He was like, "And Kawhi Leonard's going crazy," and he's just like, "Yeah, Mike Green, Mike Green. Shout out to Mike <laughs> oh, Green. That's Great. Right. One of the best. One of that the was best. hilarious." So my lock is Tampa Bay over Montreal. I said it earlier in the show. I think Tampa Bay is going to win in, in in five games. I think their offense is just way too good, and Montreal. All they're good, but I don't think they've had a hard enough road to get here uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals. My upset, Dodgers over San Fran on Tuesday. Walker Bueller is pitching for the Dodgers, but San Fran has Kevin Gosman, and Kevin Gosman has a sub-2 ERA. So I think that Dod- the, the L.A. Dodgers take San Fran on Tuesday as my upset. It's a good pick, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see who gains some ground here, or we're both going to probably go one and one like we've done for weeks in a row. Right. We want to remind you, of course, to please uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to. Again, if you are a podcast consumer, this show is on every platform that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, every, uh, even on YouTube. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. We put the full video episode as well. Just search the DC Crossover on YouTube. You'll find our previous episodes. Um, and then on the contender, you can listen to us live. You're at work on Tuesday. You're on your phone. Why not throw on the contender or you're on your laptop? The contender.com, that's contender with a K. Um, our show airs at noon um, and uh, it plays throughout the week. There's also other content Chicago sports, DC sports, a lot to listen to on the contender. Definitely support them. Uh, well, Mike, it's going to be another busy week for the Washington Nationals. Uh, three different teams are playing this week because of this crazy schedule. Right. The, uh, the LA teams are on the horizon. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where we think stand heading into the All Star break. And next episode, we'll probably be talking about some of the All Star selections, as far as which exactly. nationals might be getting in, which selections we disagree with, and of course, please vote on the best sports video games draft between Mike and myself. Our starting five. You did great, Mike. I like the team a lot. I like Appreciate the team it. a lot. Yeah, um, I tried to go out but, outside of the box for most of them. So there you go. No, these are these are really we sports. One of probably the best pick of the draft at number five. We sports, uh, amazing game, <laughs> amazing game. It really was. You know what? You know the only one that sucked with we sports was basketball. I, I, I think oh yeah, I, I, the basketball one was the worst one out of all. But golf, golf was fun. We sports golf was pretty dope. Well, because you Bowling play the basketball game and you're sitting there and you pass and they're like, all right, what do you want to do? You want to pass or shoot? And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, this, there's there's no dribbling or anything like that. No, so. It was all about <laughs> golf. Tennis and uh, and bowling and baseball too. Baseball was kind of fun, hitting bombs off yeah. of these other wee guys. Home run! They 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 get like the sweat like would come off their heads when they were uh, giving up too many home runs and stuff like that. It would get a little interesting. Um, but uh, by the way, I always created so many me's. Those were like the wee character <laughs> people. I, oh yeah, I created like fifteen different me's so I could play like really big teams and stuff like that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of time in the summer as a kid. <laughs> you, you were you were that guy who when when they said, "All right, select your me," and all like a million of them to show up oh, in a line. Oh, so many, so many. Follow Mike on Twitter at Cerrone sixteen. Follow the show at the DC Crossover. We'll see you next week, good people. Episode sixty seven in the books. Have a good. One.